Good afternoon, Chairman Schatz, Schatz, pardon me, Chairman Schatz, Vice Chair Murkowski, members of the Senate Committee on Indian Affairs. Uh, my name is Rico Frias. I'm the Executive Director of NAFOA, formerly the Native American Finance Officers Association, and the citizen of the Chinande Nation. I'd like to thank you uh, for your time today and the opportunity to speak to you about priorities for the 118th Congress and beyond. I believe this hearing is especially important now in the wake of COVID-19 as Indian country prepares for new opportunities and challenges that we know will come. NAFOA is a national intertribal organization with 155 member tribes in 26 states. Our mission is to strengthen tribal finance and grow tribal economies by advocating for bipartisan policy solutions. Our priorities are to ensure parity for tribes with states and to unlock the economic potential of Indian country. Meaningful tribal tax reform will put tribes on equal footing with states. Unlocking the potential for energy development in Indian country will promote economic diversification. Eliminating dual taxation will better enable tribes to provide for their tribal citizens. For many years, Indian tribes have called for tax reform to address inequities in the current regulations. Members of both parties, including Vice Chair Murkowski, Senator Cortez Masto, Representative Ron Kind, and the late Representative Don Young, all introduced legislation in the last Congress to address Indian Country's long-standing priorities with regards to tax reform. I would like to thank the members for their work and leadership on this legislation. And I include Representative Gwen Moore, who has agreed to take responsibility for this important legislation in the House now that Representative Kind has retired. Taken together, the Tribal Tax and Investment Reform Act, first introduced by Congressman Kind in, the 2013, in 2013 in the 113th Congress, and the Native American Tax Reform and Relief Act, introduced by Senator Cortez Masto in the 117th, with support from Chairman Schatz and Chairman Wyden, outlined Indian country's tax priorities. While varying slightly, the legislation include important provisions that will put tribes on equal footing with state and local governments. Our requests for tribal tax reform can be summarized as follows. Remove the essential governmental function test in the issuance of tax-exempt bonds to allow tribes to issue tax-exempt bonds on equal footing with state and local governments. Ensure that contributions to charities created by tribal governments are treated the same as contributions to charities created by state and local governments. Improve the effectiveness of tribal child support enforcement agencies by creating parity of access. Expand the special needs adoption credit, so it includes adoptions ratified by tribal courts. Create an annual 175 million new markets tax credit for low-income tribal communities and for projects that serve or employ tribal members. Create parity with state governments by removing the essential governmental function test for the employee Retirement Income Security Act and codify that possessory interest, permanent improvements without regard to ownership, and activities under leases or right-of-ways on Indian trust lands are not subject to state taxation. To promote greater access to capital, we could make changes to allow the new market tax credits to be used in conjunction with the Bureau of Indian Affairs Indian Loan Guarantee Program. Currently, tribes cannot take advantage of the new market tax credits if utilizing the Indian Loan Guarantee Program. Correcting this would cost Congress nothing, but would dramatically increase the ability of smaller tribes to access capital. The COVID-19 pandemic made it abundantly clear that tribal economies must be diversified in order to be strong. 
Congress can help unlock the energy potential of Indian country and help tribes diversify, diversify their economies and create jobs. Whether renewable or traditional, energy is an important part of tribal economic diversification. Currently, there is confusion on whether loans through the LPO may be accessed by tribes that receive other federal funding, such as grants. There's a disconnect between the intent of Congress and the way this program is being implemented. And codifying the intent of Congress and making it clear that tribes should be able to access this program would unlock the $20 billion that Congress has allocated for this program. You know, Congress has an obligation to protect tribal sovereignty and promote tribal self-determination. We urge this Congress to take up the above priorities, to promote the general welfare of tribes and their, citizen, and their citizens by encouraging the economic growth and prosperity of Indian country. Thank you. Thank you very much for your testimony. Ms. Zentek, please proceed. 